Hey everyone, this is Trisha Rivas, and I am here with Your Sastastic Life. Hey, I'm Wendy Frederiel, co-hosting with Trisha. <laughs> and these two old ladies were pretty excited to be invited with these young whippersnappers today. <laughs> hey! Yes, 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 yes. They, I they mean... were they were smart to invite us, you know, before five p.m. Mm-hmm. So we're at our best. Exactly, and before the vaginal dryness set in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before you guys have to go to work at the lumber yard. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. God, I do got to stop and get some lube. <laughs> um, just just fair warning. That's very important as you get older. It is. Yes, no it reason is. to get hurt. It is. <laughs> How's that? How's that for the intro? That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> What ride? And also the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. <laughs> now, before we get to this week's episode, we want to share with you guys some very important news. Uh, we have our very first live event happening September 30th at Eagles Club number 1398 That's in right. Preston, Iowa. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of our way of getting back to the community that kind of helped us be who we are now yeah southwest iowa um obviously we're we're both from there we went to middle school and high school in southwest iowa um this is a a great way to bring uh some entertainment and come and reconnect and connect uh with people from from that area uh southwest iowa has been super supportive so um we're gonna do a live podcast recording while we're there we'll have an incredible dj a full bar uh it'll be a blast tickets are available right now uh, the, the link is in the description of this episode. It is Ice Cream Sunday, Sunday like the day of the week, dot ticketleap.com. Uh, buy your tickets. Come see us on September 30th. Can't wait to see you there. How did the two of you meet? You want to start? So we met at a salon in Ankeny. We were working there. We were both hairstylists. And I worked right next, chair right next to her. Gotcha. That was in, let's see, 2000. Yeah, 2000. Oh, wow. Oh, so, okay. So you guys have some definite history then. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. We were just talking about this yeah. earlier that the I think the best podcasts are the ones that are hosted by friends. Obviously, you can co-host a podcast with anyone but mm-hmm. the ones that there's a there's a real connection between the two hosts um it, i think it just makes everything better mm-hmm. and obviously you guys have that so oh yes we know each other's deepest darkest secrets <laughs> so i was listening to the introductory episode and, and watching the the youtube video and you had mentioned that it took a couple of years a year and a half to two years to really jump in uh, you know, with both feet and start this podcast. Uh, what were some of the things that held you back from starting a podcast? Time. Yeah, I was just going to say, literally, again, we read, read each other's mind. Time. 
most definitely. Uh, and making sure whatever it is that we were going to have on the podcast was going to have value. And then just realizing we just need to be ourselves. We just need to put it out there and just do it. Yep. <laughs> You guys need value to your podcast. We were. I feel like we are two of the dumbest people yeah. I've ever met, and we're just like, I guess, like <laughs> we just show up, and for whatever reason, people listen. But it's yeah. really, yeah, it's weird that people do. So. Yeah, and that's what I love about men, though. As women, we're like, we gotta bring value. We gotta bring bring the meat and potatoes. And men are just like, you know, and I'm just gonna do the shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, nope. people like it or they wouldn't listen. It's exactly. so funny because like people are like, oh my gosh, this sounds so professional, and the conversation, it's so professional. And I'm like, guys, if you just like showed up and watched us record, you'd be like, they have no idea what they're doing. And we still don't. We've been doing this for a year and Over, a half. Yeah. I have no idea. So. Momo. Oh, bro. Um, you and then I also listened to you guys talk about like when you when you started. Um, what was the what was the catalyst? You're like, okay, so there's a time commitment that we have to figure out. There's bringing value to a show. Um, there's a, there needs to be a reason for it. What were the the reasons that you decided to actually go ahead and start up? One thing I wanted to say too is that. Wendy and I just wanted, didn't want to do another thing just for free, okay? Sure. Um, because we've done that for many, many years as hairstylists, and we love to get back to the community. But we, again, we wanted to do something that was going to bring in income for the both of us and, and honestly make a difference. So truly setting it up like a business was the biggest thing for us because that is how we are running it is a business. Um, we're not just doing it for free. So what was the um, what was the process like going through, um, you know, uh, salon school? Uh, if you guys did, or how you guys went about that? Because um, I have a friend who is a barber, and I started going to him while he was still in barber school, and so he's my go-to guy for whenever I get a haircut. Mm-hmm. You went many years before me, so oh, stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry. That, is, that seems to be a common theme. Every single episode that we have, the two of us. <laughs> It's always like, God, Austin, you are fat. Like you are just, get, yeah. you're getting fatter. Like every time I see you, like I see him every two weeks and he's just like, my God, another 10 pounds. Like it's every episode. And like, I listen to you guys and it seems like every episode it's like, man, Wendy is old as fuck. Yep, like is. every episode. Well, did you hear her say she sat down? Oh, my knee. <laughs> I'm going to need your help getting off this couch. I get it. I'm only, I just turned 34 earlier this year and like my whole body is just like shutting down. It feels like it's been four years now, but like the minute I turned 30, it was like, well, I can't sleep through the night anymore. I gotta get one. up. Yeah, it's been real, but uh, I, my body's just falling apart. So I get it. Oh, yeah. don't even talk to us about that. We're going through perimenopause. So it's no joke. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I know all about that. So, yeah. Um, cosmetology school. Did you want yes. us to yeah, tell yeah, you about yes, cosmetology yes. school? Well, I think we both went. To La James here in Des Moines. We did. Yeah. Okay. Not at the same time. Obviously, I went long before Trisha. <laughs> a decade. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's about a year and a half, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Sure. 1,200 hours. No. 2,400. 2,100. 2,100. See, mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of bounced around. I was in Des Moines and then I left and came back. So um, I didn't know that you went to La James until 
you know, we started working together. Sure. Yeah. Well, sure. What was the most difficult part about going through that? Was it learning how to cut a certain way or um, just like styling or, or what was the most stressful part of it? For me, it was I, um, I had a, I was a single mom, so I was there to do my shit. You know, I wanted to get to school. I wanted to get out and start making income. Sure. Where there was some other, you know, uh, men and women that were going to school. And it's just like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I might do it. You know, my parents are paying for it. Um, I'll finish it out. And then I might go for, you know, four years somewhere else. For me, it's like I had no time to mess around. So again, kind of going back to that time thing and money, that was important to me. I just wanted to go get done and, uh, you know, start, start making a career of it. Sure. Yeah. Same for me. I had been in college for two years, didn't mm -hmm. love it. So I wasn't there to mess around either. Like yeah. I'm here to get my hours and get out. I even worked extra so mm -hmm. I could graduate early. Um, I was just kind of ready to move on to the next level. It, and you know, you were paying for it. And if you went over hours, yeah. you're allotted hours that you were supposed to finish. You had to pay for every hour extra. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. And at that time, there wasn't any type of um, assistance. You paid out of pocket. Sure. Whereas now you can get um, assistance. Okay. So. Um, my, my next follow-up question was, um, you guys talked about renting, uh, renting out chairs when, wherever you would be based out of. How, like, how does that work? Like, uh, do you just go into uh, a certain place and be like, hey, I want to cut here. Mm -hmm. And how much is it going to cost to do that? Or how does it, that work? It just depends on how the salons are set up. You mm -hmm. know, Trisha at Trixie's has employees. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of rental salons, too. So we've done both. Yeah. So Wendy and I, I mean, we started out as employees and then we rented. Um, but you truly are running your own business. Sure. You know, you're running your own business. Um, and there's a lot that comes to that when it's just yourself running a business um, that a lot of people and Wendy and I talk about that a lot before we actually started doing the podcast, we would do some coaching with hairstylists in general. Um, you know, what does it take to pay your taxes? What is it rent? Do you know how to read a PL? Do you know how to read a balance sheet? I mean, again, going back to that business and not doing it for free. Um, uh, it, it can be difficult when it's just you as a solo entrepreneur. So, okay. I want to go back to you guys talking about creating a, a business around the podcast. Cause I think that's something that where we're at, we're trying to do as well. Um, it started out as a, and it still is, it's a hobby. We still love it. It's a lot of fun, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we put a lot into this. Like for me personally, like I, I got up at like seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. I, I, I left it like eight 45 this morning. I will get back home at like, 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. Sorry, not 5 a.m. 5 p.m. So like it's an all-day thing for me, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, it's a lot of fun, but we put a lot of time and effort and um, money, yeah, money into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean just the equipment so alone. Money. Yeah, so like where we're at right now, as far as the business aspect of it, like we sell merchandise, and then all of the money that we get from merchandise goes back into better equipment or uh, you know a booth at a comic book convention to get our name out or, or that sort of thing. So what kind of things are, are you doing to turn this hobby, this passion project into a business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we actually created an LLC and worked with some attorneys to really to protect our friendship. Like this yes. is how it's all set up, like legally. 
and uh, we're having our first live event end of September. So we're going to talk about that as well. So tell us a little bit about that event, because this is something that's very exciting. It seems like all of the little podcasts that we've decided to adopt as friends are all doing a live event. Yes. Well, even like on Smartless, um, I don't know if you guys listen to that, but they do events too. Mm -hmm. They do Mm -hmm. live things. So we did a live event for our launch party and it was so great. We Mm -hmm. loved it so much. So that's why we... We're like, okay, now let's like get real about this and okay. create this event. So we're going to have, we have three w- women on our panel that we'll interview live. We're going to do a drawing for the hot seat and do a live podcast. We also have a, yep, we uh, you know, putting out sponsorships. And then we have kind of a fun, exciting thing we're going to do at the end. That's a little bit of a surprise. So yeah, I don't it takes a while for a podcast to monetize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get your followers, but there is a huge upfront investment with all the equipment. And um, Trisha's super busy with all the things that she does. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, yeah, we want to do this. We have a passion for it, but there needs to be a, a return on investment. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. The yeah. thing that I, I really like about you guys' show, um, when we met you at the Des Moines podcasters meeting, it was like, here's Jason. Jason does a lot of the producing for us, but I was surprised, and this is not to throw anybody under the bus at all, but I was surprised by the number of people at that meeting that they don't own their own equipment. They're renting out uh, studio space. And in my opinion, you're sort of handing over the creative freedom of your podcast to another producer, maybe someone that you don't know very well. It's just someone that does this. They're just good at it. Um, I am such a psychopath control freak that like, I can't imagine handing off my baby to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I know this guy personally Mm -hmm. and I have known him or known of him for many, many years. Um, And the fact that I don't, I'm not editing the video. Like that's his Mm -hmm. passion project and that's what he's good at. I do all the audio. The fact that I'm even handing over that part of our project to him, I am freaking out. I'm very confident in in his skills and I love you. But like (laughs) even that little bit of like giving up control bothers me. So I can't imagine like, so talking about like getting started was how much research was like this is the equipment that we need. And this is like the setup and like how we want to set up our chairs for video. And what went into to getting started? Did you guys have uh, an experience in like broadcasting or, yeah. or any sort of audio or video project like this before you guys started? So Jason, my husband, AKA Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, way back when he was in radio, he was a, gotcha. in TV, he was a reporter he um, was a camera guy. He does voiceover work. So he knows this world. Yeah. So he knew the mics. Mm-hmm. He knew all the equipment. He knows lighting. It, it seems like he knew knew quite a bit about doing like the voiceover yeah. work. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. So thank or, God because we don't, we wouldn't have known what to do. Wendy would have figured it out because she is very techie like that. Mm-hmm. I totally joke and I'm like, I just show up to look pretty. True. I was you, do actually, a, you do a great job. I was actually going to bring that up too, because um, in your in your introductory, uh, like your first episode, uh, you guys talked about going camping mm-hmm. uh, and just completely disconnecting, which I felt was uh, it was cool, but it was, it was kind of funny yeah. how, how you guys put it because you're you're doing a thing that's very techy and very very involved with that space, and mm-hmm. you're like. 
we got to get out. We got to get disconnected and mm-hmm. not be around any sort of uh, mm-hmm. technology and mm-hmm. just be in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really cool and really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the one-on-one and I love getting together and talking with people, but the tech part, it is not me. It will never be me. I don't even want to freaking hold space for it. I don't. Um, and again, Wendy loves that. But for me, it's just, it is not in my soul. You want to have one-on-one, you know, you want to get together like this. Like I literally could just sit here on your couch and watch TV and we could talk and we'd be old friends. But like the tech part of it, that is just not me. That's kind of how our podcast started. And I'm sure it's kind of how your podcast started too. It's like, gosh, we're having all of these conversations anyway. Might as well throw a microphone in there. That's exactly it. And that's, we got that kind of from, uh, well, I don't like, we met Ming Chen at a Des Moines comic uh, or Des Moines con. um, Mm -hmm. And he was on a show called comic book men. And he talked about that too. He was just like the way that our podcast started is we were having these conversations anyway. Mm -hmm. We might as well just like share it with the world. I think there's a little bit of like, self-centeredness or like a little bit of ego that you're like man these conversations are great somebody's gonna want to listen to this like you have to be a little bit of like a little crazy to be like yeah somebody wants to listen to this and then yeah all of a sudden like hundreds of people are listening to it and you're like Mm -hmm. oh this doesn't make sense at all like when you really think about it you're like (laughs) why why do people care about what i have to say at all and like i was uh i was a news director of a small radio station when i graduated college Um, So I had a little bit of experience with like the tech portion of it. But when we decided to bring this podcast back in 2022, that would have been a decade removed from when I was doing this. So like, it was a, it was a lot of courses on YouTube university to Mm -hmm. remind myself how to do this. And like, we did a podcast. I did not do it with Trevor. It was another host, uh, David and Aaron. And we did it in 2016. We all worked at the same like god awful call center for Wells Fargo. We all hated our lives and two out of the three of us were just blitzkrieged on marijuana the whole time. Um and it was just basically we're just talking shit about our job and like how much we hate our coworkers and that's what the podcast was about. So when we came back in 2022 and he was like we need to have a podcast. I heard this once a month for six years probably yeah yeah like um, i'd hit him up every now and then I'm like, come on man he's like yeah i don't know just timing's was, not right yeah it was the time it commitment was family, it, was, it was yeah it was i'm just a lazy piece of shit like, and i am <laughs> um and we decided that like if we're gonna do it we want to do it right we yes. want to have the, the right equipment mm-hmm. and we want to have the right conversation and six years later like we're older we're more mature um a little bit debatably we started the podcast i had three kids at the time uh like 10 episodes in his wife gets pregnant so like we are a little bit more we are a little bit more mature now that's one of my that's one of my favorite parts of the podcast was um we recorded bonus uh audio every now and then Mm -hmm. and it's called cherry on top which i thought was yeah kind of a fun play on words for what we are and um it was us announcing the pregnancy uh, to Austin and his oh, wife. Oh, that's cool. Oh, and uh, it took the, me a minute. Yeah, the, I, yeah. Like you can hear the gears turning in his head because, <laughs> like, we're announcing it, and uh, you know, people can see it. But he was he was opening a box, and it was um like a a baby birth cloth. Yeah. And uh, he was looking at. It, he's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> And uh, his wife had seen what was under it, which was the onesie thing, you know. Yeah. 
And uh, she goes, oh, shit. <laughs> Like and then, it, and then, yeah, and then it goes silent, and he's like, "Oh shit, oh, yeah." He's like, "Wait, are you guys pregnant?" Like, it, it was probably, yeah, probably one of the like, cooler ones. That's awesome. Like, I think both of us were you married already when we started the podcast. Yeah. I think you had just gotten married. I was engaged. I got married. So, like, look, we didn't all start these big things that kind of happened. We didn't start the podcast till after I was married. Yeah, that's true. I can I keep forgetting how See, long you and Heather have been old. together. It does. Yeah, I know. You and then so like we just decided. I decided, I guess, for all of us that we were going to be very honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. and authentic. And like people are either going to like that or they're not. Look, and, there wasn't any other way that we were going to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's. Yeah. I, I'm probably too honest on this show, and that's one of the things that I really like about you guys as well. Is it seems like. Like, like you say, we're going to talk about the hard shit and yeah. like people are either going to like it or, or they're not, but we're mm-hmm. going to be authentic. Um, was that a conscious decision that was made or is it, was it just like, well, this is how we are normally in our everyday conversation with each other. So it makes sense to, was yeah. it, what, what went into that decision that it's like, this is just, the show is just going to be us. Well, we think we're really fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and people told us that. So we're like, well, yeah. what the yeah. heck? Let's I, try guess, it. I guess yeah. we are. Yeah. So yeah. even if people don't agree, we, we, we are. And when we sit down to edit it, I'll text her video shots and I'm just in tears laughing. And Jason yeah. and I sit in his office and laugh and laugh. So it's just who we are. We're very authentic people. Yeah. And I, I think that's you, you what... just, I mean, and even trying to like, base it on how other people do podcasts. It's like, no, we're just going to do it yep. our way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, if you try to be fake or inauthentic, it takes a lot of work. Oh God. Yeah. It's, and I, we yeah. don't have, we're too busy. We have sure. a lot of shit yeah. to do. So yeah. I don't have time to be fake yeah. anywhere. I never have been. So no. I've had a, a lot of people ask questions about like, how do you start a podcast or how do you promote a podcast or how, you know, and I always tell them like, things that work for us may not work for everybody else, but the, with the, the things that work for us is like, we just pour ourselves into this show. Like mm-hmm. the things that you guys talk about, probably anyone can talk about, mm-hmm. but there is, there's so much personal experience that you yeah. guys pour into your show and the same with us. So mm-hmm. the, the example that I always give is like, we did a podcast about star Wars. Anyone in the world could do a podcast about star Wars, mm-hmm. but like what made it different is like, Trevor tells a story about first seeing like the original trilogy from like the seventies. And he's like, Oh, when I first saw it, like I thought the CGI was trash and it looked like shit. And like, I tell a story that's like, you know, I I remember going and seeing these movies with my uncle, like I grew up with my grandparents. So my uncles are like my older brothers and they take me to all the movies that they love. And so like, there's personal stories that we're putting in with our opinions about a major franchise. And like anyone could do a, uh, a podcast about star Wars, but no one, can tell the stories that we have that are associated with that. So like pouring yourself into the show is mm-hmm. the most important thing. And I think that's something that you guys do phenomenally well is it's like, yeah. it's just, it's about us. And if people like mm-hmm. it, that's great. If they don't, well, yeah. then it's not for them. Yeah. So. Speaking of star Wars, you'll have to have Mr. Producer on. He's a huge star yeah. Wars Let's fan. Go. Yes. Yes, and um, yeah. so uh, our last name is Frederick Hill, yep. but all of his buddies call him Fred. Yeah. So part of his email address like the first email, I mean, he still has the first email address back in the early 2000s is Jedi Fred. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and that's like the rite of passage that all my kids went through is oh, yeah. 
like you sit down and you watch the Star Wars movies with that. Is and it still a like a Hotmail account? Yeah, like, it's, a hot account. Account? it's a Hotmail account. It's a Hotmail account. So I remember you guys talking about the uh, you you won't call Baby Yoda Grogu. You're, you're dead set on calling him Baby Yoda, and yep. he just shakes his head. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We have uh, we set up uh, a live event and we're selling like tickets because we think because we're egotistical and we think we're going to sell out ahead of the thing. So we yes. want to make sure everyone, 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 thank you, everyone. Do you guys hear that? Um, so everyone has their tickets ahead of time, so no one shows up at the door yeah. and like, sorry, I can't let you in. There's only like so many spaces. Yeah. So our friend Allison bought a ticket, and you have to sign up with your first name, last name, and your email address. And I messaged her and I said, listen, I know this is really creepy because I have like all of your inf- personal information, but like it's 2023. Could yeah. you maybe upgrade to Gmail? Like wh- wh- no one uses Hotmail anymore. And then Thaddeus, when we sent him like all of the information for the Warren Cultural Center, I had to send him the MP3 of his episode. And I'm like, hey, listen to it. Make sure it sounds good. Make sure you didn't say anything that you don't want hundreds of people to listen to. And he's, I was like, what's your email address? And he was like, Thaddeus, blah, 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 at yahoo.com. And I was like, at least it was an come AOL. Come on, man. Yes. I was just going right? to say AOL. When someone has an AOL, I'm like, okay, now that's bad. So I still use Hotmail. Gross. Um, <laughs> I, have hot, I, have, I have Hotmail too. Thank yeah. you. Hotmail and Gmail. There um, you go. It's funny you bring up AOL. So a uh, little, little quick story. And Corey was actually present for this one. Um, I had gotten a, a, a scam caller, mm. and we were playing on Xbox at the time, and uh, I had it like right next to my headset, so like they could hear me talking to them. Mm-hmm. And I started giving this guy the runaround, and it was just like <laughs> fucking with this guy the whole time. And um, <laughs> they kept asking like like questions that come on, obviously you don't give somebody that's doing this. And they're like, uh, what's your email? I'm like, oh, it's this, this, this at AOL.com. <laughs> and you can hear him just in tears immediately. And the guy starts getting really mad over the phone and insulting me. And he's, he's like, are, are you fucking with me? Or like, I'm like, no, 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 I, oh, this is a problem. I want to get fixed. It, this is, uh, that's the TV. I'm watching, I'm watching a, a movie or a show or whatever. Oh gosh. And and I just proceeded to give more and more like ridiculous answers like uh like I think a phone number like a, a fucked up phone number 8675309. Yep. Yeah. I, exactly. I did that exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um yeah. yep. Yep. So Oh yeah. I hear the baby. Oh, the baby. Oh, poor girl. Hmm. One of the things that I enjoy is going back to the authenticity and, and the vulnerability. Um, I don't know how personal you want to get, but you had talked about on the first episode, um, something that I sort of connect with you on is that uh, you had Colton when you were 16. Uh, you my son of a bitch. I was going to bring that up too. Hey, you stole you. That. Um, <laughs> so my mom got pregnant with me when she was 17, had me when she was 18. Yeah. Um, I think kind of what you talked about with like, society the way that they look at at single mothers the way they look at at teen moms Mm -hmm. um i i commend you for the way that you are very successful in your field um and kind of thriving um because of that and in spite of that um my mom for 
depending on who you ask, either gave, <laughs> <laughs> my mom either uh, by the time she was 22, either gave up her three children or had them taken away, depending on who you ask. Um, there's like nine different stories. Uh, but I grew up with, with my grandparents. My grandparents mm-hmm. decided to adopt us yeah. and to keep all three siblings together. So my grandfather, when I was very young, probably a preteen, 11, 12 years old, sat me down and I was the first of three children. And my father was an immigrant from Laos who knew my mom for a couple months and then got her pregnant and fled. I didn't meet him until I was 17. That's a whole nother story. So he sat me down and he was like, we live in a very small town, rural America. There's a few things that are going to hold you back and people are going to either expect you to fail or straight up just fucking want you to fail. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you are the son of an immigrant. You're a first generation American. People Mm -hmm. hate that are going to hate that. Um, you are the son of a teen mom that Mm -hmm. either gave you up or had, had you taken away depending on who you ask. And he was just like, I'm 11 or 12 years old at this point. And he's like, there are so many things that are standing in your way that people are like going to expect you or want you to fail. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be so undeniably good and passionate about everything that you do that like, it's basically like a giant middle finger to Mm -hmm. them. Um, and one of the things that you said in the very first episode of your podcast that I loved is that, was there some societal pressure to be successful, um, in the face of like a teen pregnancy? Sure. But none of the people who are like, fuck you, you're a teen mom. No one, no one that loved you said that. And I thought that was very important that you said that because like, were there some very racist people in my hometown? Yes. Uh The chief of police was one of them. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy. Um, (laughs) and then, but like all of my friends growing up, very supportive and want me to be successful. Uh All of the people that like, it takes a village. We've talked about that many, many times. It takes a village to raise a child and everyone that loved my grandfather, my grandmother loved yeah. me, like all wanted me to be successful. So there was some like, yeah, that, look at that fucking brown kid. Like <laughs> I want him to fail. Fuck him. There was some of that. But at the same time, like I had a whole village of people that yeah. are like, man, I, I want this kid to be mm-hmm. successful. Um, uh, it, despite all of the, the things that went into his immaculate conception um that's another fun story that we'll get into someday uh, oh god i gotta hear it oh well, well yeah well okay so Go basically ahead. um yeah. my mother has like three different four different stories of how i was i was born one of them was like i knew your biological father for many many years and we dated and we slept together and you just happened. I, we happened to make you. That's one story, right? That my mother and my father were dating. They knew each other very well. The other story is like one night stand, you were made. We never talked again. One story is like, actually, your father molested me. That's how I got. And then there was another story that was like, we actually never had sex. His. Uh, his exposed penis was just so close to my exposed vagina that like he climaxed. I was so close to him. Come so on, like, laugh. So you like, know you want to. So like, I thought you were gonna say they were dry humping. No, they, well, <laughs> basically. So like, I, I was thinking hot tub, but but she was I don't like think that works. <laughs> she was yeah. So one of the stories is like we never actually had sex. I was still a virgin when you were born, and I was like. Oh. Laotian baby Jesus. So, and and this is a story that we've told uh, quite a few times on the podcast too. Um, and I love telling it every time. Um, 
if this gives you any context to his mom. Do you still have a relation? Do you have a relation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if well, you listen to what episode is it? Like eighteen? We might need more time. Twenty-eight. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. Yeah, it's somewhere it is. Like, okay. o- October of last year. Okay. Um, so my mom has a history of just kind of jumping from man to man, um, and she has a history of just putting men that she barely knows above her children. Oh, and oh, yeah. It was October. It was a month before I was getting married, mm-hmm. and. My wife and I were just like, here's the deal. We don't want your new man that we've never met at our wedding. No. We just, we want you. Um, you back, back it up one step to the to the one she was with before. Okay. Because so that's important to this. My mother, my mother um, is dating this guy for like eight years and then they split. Mm. She starts dating another guy that is terminally ill, has cancer. Mm. Nothing wrong with that, but it's like, He's going to pass away very soon. Yeah. He dies. She goes to his funeral, posts about his funeral. Literally the next day it is. I'm in a relationship with someone else. I've known this guy for 30 years. I've always loved him. It's like, you haven't talked. I've never heard about this guy. Oh, I don't know who this the, is. Did they meet at the funeral? I, great question. <laughs> the The post that she made was went along the lines of something like the day, uh, his heart stopped beating. Or yes. Mine stopped too or something like that. Yeah. It was very like my my new boyfriend that I just met like a month and a half ago, he passed away and it was very sweet, which is not my mother at all. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she's a changed person. She really, truly cared about this person. Yeah. That was that morning. Literally like the later that day. I don't even think it was two weeks. Really? It was like, no, it was like the, either that night or later that day or that night or the next day. It was like... I am in love with Brian. It was all right. I was going to say at the end of that post, did it say, and by the way, I'm available? Yeah, I pretty, pretty much. So <laughs> was like I had heard nothing but like, thing. so I, I know her new boyfriend's ex-wife and I've heard nothing but like bad things about how he's abusive Aww. and he's an alcoholic. And I was just like, I don't want him there. You no. have a lot of responsibilities as the mother of the groom. Like yes. we have, we're going to dance and like a lot of eyes are going to be on you and people are going to want to talk and mingle. And like, I just don't want him there. And then she was like, if he can't be there, then lose my invite. And I was like, easy, easy enough. So I, like I said, I grew up with my grandparents. She called us a wannabe podcast. Yeah. yeah, My grand, my grandfather has passed away in 2011, but my, I'm still very, very close, close with my grandmother. So instead of like a groom, mother dance like i danced with my grandma and yes. it like everything worked out she raised you uh yes and so that pissed off my mom and and then she so we we put out this episode where i was just like this is all of the problems that i've had with my mother for yeah. many many years and of course my mother heard that and then she posted on facebook like oh, fuck that wannabe podcast and then we, i still want to get and then we turned that into merch <laughs> yeah I, that's the plan anyway so then I still love that. fast forwarding a few months so she did stay with this guy for awesome. longer than expected uh maybe six months seven months eight yeah months, something yeah like that. so that. um we're at des moines con uh this is saturday the first day of first of two days and my uncle shows up my older of two uncles shows up to, <laughs> he comes by wants to support us buy a shirt he's a big comic book nerd anyway so he was going to be there anyway yeah so he comes by he buys a shirt and he goes hey i just want to let you know your mother and brian broke up she's back with her abusive mm. ex that she was with for like eight years and so i try to keep drama out of my life so i had blocked both of them on facebook okay 
So I purposefully unblocked Brian. Yeah. So I could go to his post where he's like crying about like breaking up with my mom mm-hmm. just so I could like laugh react. <laughs> and then I blocked him right again. But um, so then I posted this thing on our ice cream Sunday like Facebook page where I took a screenshot of his like, mm, we broke up and I'm so sad like that post. And then I was like, we made it. <laughs> Fuck your wannabe relationship. Um, and she was not happy about that. So. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the stories I love telling though is um, oh shit is uh, we're big wrestling fans. Um, Austin uh, was holding a uh, like a get together for a bunch mm-hmm. of our friends to oh yeah to do an overnight like uh, late watch of this uh, Japanese um, wrestling show that was on yeah and um, so we get there yes baby <laughs> and then uh, we get there and. We do, you know, the usual late night runs for beer and, and all that stuff. And uh, his mom shows up. And this is when he still had a semi-decent relationship with her. His mom shows up mm-hmm. and um, comes in. She looks at me and goes, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in forever. How have you been? And I'm like, I'm doing great. And... You know, I totally play along with it. After she leaves, I immediately go to Austin. I'm like, I've never fucking met her in my life. Yeah. She does that a lot, though. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, so good to see you. I was like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. oh, At this point, gosh. I do the same thing with her. Like, I'm just like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. But um, do you have a relationship with your siblings? <laughs> um, kind of. Okay. So. Yeah, some things happen that I will never talk about on this podcast just because yeah. it's it's so stupid. Like yeah. I'm very vulnerable and honest, but like that's so yeah. stupid. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it, I'll talk about it. So um, I changed my mind instantly. <laughs> so my my sister graduated high school in 2011, and then my grandfather passed away. So she graduated in August of two third. May of 2011, my grandfather passed away in October. So he had been sick for a while. He was on oxygen, Mm -hmm. um, way worse than any of us knew. Like my grandma kept that part under wraps that it was more serious. Um, So October, my best friend, Jack Stanford, he gets married. Um, The last time that I see my grandfather is at that wedding. So Mm -hmm. I'm DJing the wedding. He comes out. He like has a great night, great meal, dances with my grandma, tells me goodbye my pastor comes uh, and he's like, Hey, I talked to your grandparents. They believe you've had too much to drink. And I was like, I don't even drink. Like at that point I was like, I don't, I was like 22, 23. Yeah. So I was like, I don't even, I don't drink. And he's like, yeah, but they, they think you've had too much. So you need to come with me. Uh, and I was like, no, I can drive myself home. And like, I don't want to leave the wedding yet. And then finally he was just like, Hey, your grandfather passed away and they want to, they oh. want me to take you to the hospital. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case I have been drinking. <laughs> yeah. So let me he, get one for the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he passed away, um, like very, very soon after she graduated high school. So she's, she's becoming an adult. The man that has handled literally everything for our family. And I had just graduated college. So we're four, my sister and I are four years apart. So she's like just becoming an adult. I'm just graduating college. I have to do things on my own now. The the man that like filled out all of my 
fast foot paperwork yeah. and like all, every took care of everything for our family. Like yep. he's gone. We all have to like adjust. And she and I both adjusted the worst out of anyone in our family. Yeah. So I was working at a radio station in Creston, Iowa. Uh, I was the news director there. And <laughs> so I'm not sorry crying. Um, I had to go back to work. This happened on a Saturday. I was back at work on Monday. So I was reading my grandfather's obituary as the news director on the radio station. So I am just emotionally ruined. So that happens in late October, um, like the 29th of October. And then by the end of December, I decide to fuck off. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. So I move to where I don't know anyone other than like my girlfriend at the time and her family in Lincoln, Nebraska. So Hmm. I just, I just leave. I can't handle it emotionally. I just leave. Um, my sister takes offense to that. She's like, why weren't you there for your family? Who's grieving? Um, her, my grandfather's death causes her to have like a mental breakdown. Um, and in the course of a few years, she, um, she accuses me, both of our uncles and my grandfather of, sexual abuse um, when I was young. So that she she alleges that this happened when I was like 11 or 12. She would have been like seven or eight at the yeah. time. Um, so we just don't have any, yep. any uh, we don't talk at all. Yeah. Um, I get a lawyer uh, and he's just like, there's no point to this. Like, what's, what's your ultimate goal? To like clear your name? Yeah. Like no one that knows you that gives a shit about you, like, no one believes it mm-hmm. and it's not like you're going to sue her for money. She has no money. So it's like, what's the point? And it's yeah. just leave her alone. And so we, we become friends again and we go to a bunch of like family events and everything's awesome. Everything's cool um, between the two of us. And we kind of get along for, for grandma's sake. And then we actually do become really good friends again and have a really strong relationship. And uh, she is an awesome aunt to my kids and she shows up at all the birthday parties and things like that. And then everything's great. Like up until 2021, probably early 2022. And, uh, she's really good friends with my, my now wife and my wife messages her. And she's like, I would love for you to be a bridesmaid in our wedding Mm -hmm. immediately blocks both of us and does the same thing again, gets on Facebook. And she's like, Hey, um, this happened and she messages my wife back and she's like, you really need to think about who you're marrying. And so we're just, we just don't have anything to do with her anymore. Um, you know, like I said, like she says that this happened when we were like kids. So it's like, there's no way to disprove it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to disprove it, but it's just like, I just, yeah, it is. Ha- and I don't know why it happens. Cause like, it'll be like, Hey, we're the best of friends. And then it'll go back to this and just, it's just a back and forth. Yeah. And my grandma's like, it always happens when she's not taking her medication mm. or whatever. And I'm like, uh-huh. I get that. But at the uh-huh. same time, like I'm on Prozac and like, yeah. if I don't take my Prozac for a while, like I don't accuse anyone of sexual abuse. Like, no, no, I don't know if we can blame it on taking medication or not yeah. taking medication. I think there's some deeper seated issues there that we're not dealt with and yeah until I went and until I went to therapy like I never really mourned the death of my grandfather that like yeah. led to 
all of this and realizing that I had abandonment issues with mm-hmm. both my parents and all yeah. of that. So thank God for therapy and oh for my medi- God, it's the thank best. God for therapy and medication. It was my, it was no so my, my, she's not a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist at all, but she's a pharmacist. And, yeah. and so my, my wife was like, when I met her, she was like, Hey, you're a very handsome young man and you seem very passionate about things, but you are, you're a mess. You are so fucked up. <laughs> and she's like, I love you, but like, you need to go to therapy. Yeah. You need to be on medication. And she's like, if you don't do these things, mm-hmm. I will not be with you. And I was like, well, I like her a lot. So yeah. I went, I started therapy because of her. I started medication because of her yeah. and I'm a far better person like this like sitting down talking about all this like that wouldn't have happened if i hadn't gone to therapy and started medication and that wouldn't have happened had i not met her so and i can speak personally uh, as far as uh, knowing austin almost more so than you know a majority of people um it's it's funny knowing what kind of person Austin was before, because I mean, if we're being honest, he was, he was a fuck boy. Like I was a hoe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, he, and, um, I, I love his wife. Amy's amazing. And it's the fact that hey, you better calm down over there. You say the same thing about my wife. Fuck That's off. true. I did try to get a kiss from your wife before she left. I yeah. said the same thing about Jason. <laughs> that was another thing. So I talked about when you guys came in, I was like, I, it's, I had to watch the YouTube video because it's hard to tell which one is which sometimes. And then also, your husband's name is Jeremy. Jeremy. So Jason and Jeremy, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck we're talking about at this point. But um, yeah. no, it, it's just, it was nice to see that there was someone that was able to wrangle Austin in and like, mm-hmm essentially put him in his place or at least set him on the right track to be like, look, you need to get your shit together. Yeah. And this is how it's going to get done. I'm going to stick with you and make sure it gets done. And then, you know, they're in a healthy marriage now and very happy marriage. And he's kind of a semi-decent person now. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) I say that about Wendy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She's come a long way. I still have work to do. Oh, it's a... <laughs> Don't it's we a, all? Yeah. It, yeah. it never ends. <laughs> no, never it doesn't. Ends. Um, I, I talked about that with anyone that's like having a baby, like my younger. So like I I was, when I was 16, I my first job ever was working at the daycare across the street. Oh, geez. That's birth so, control. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. And so I worked with like the older kids at the daycare. So it was like eight, nine year olds and I would take them to the pool every day and whatever. Yeah. So like now those kids are like 22, 24 years old starting to have their own kids and, yes. or wanting to have their own kids. And they're, and they're, some of them will ask me like, when do you know that you're ready to have kids? And I was like, never, <laughs> never, never. If you're waiting to be ready to have kids, never. you'll never have kids. Yep. Exactly. If you're waiting to have enough money, that'll never oh, happen. Never There's happen. no such thing. No. So, nope. Yeah. yeah it's, Completely agree. It's an ever, ever evolving process. So <laughs> switching, switching gears. I did want to talk about two things that I thought were incredible. Um, I'll start with you. Uh, I want to talk about Dreamcatchers Foundation yeah. and everything that you're doing. You son of a... Oh, like, fuck you again! I'm you the guys best You guys should have worked this out at the beginning. <laughs> like, we usually, look, we usually no, do. We <laughs> Sometimes. Planning? We've never planned an episode in our lives. Uh, we don't either. No, we don't either. <laughs> no, that honestly works out, though, because, no. like, yeah. it, it's just, like, we're, we're kind of in the same mindset, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
talk, Sorry, go talk ahead. about your, your foundation and, and everything that is done within that. Yeah. So the Dreamcatchers Foundation, we provide uh, free salon services to those that are uh, terminally, chronically ill. Um, so we work a lot, a lot with hospice. Um, we've done services with Ronald McDonald House, but our main purpose and uh, partnership is with uh, the Empower Salon down at John's Daughter Cancer Center. So we provide haircuts every Wednesday down there um, for those that are going through cancer. That's incredible. So yeah, how Dream, Catch- Dream Catchers got started is actually, I was actually at um, a chamber event and I was I was getting an award and I had quoted um, who the uh, award um, was named after. And um, he did a lot of work in hospice. And at that time, I was—I don't know. When I was younger, I was so afraid of death, so afraid of death. Mm. More in the aspect, not me dying, like my parents dying or my grandparents dying to help raise me. Mm. I mean, you know what I mean? And it petrified me. And the gal came up to me that worked for um, hospice at the time. And uh, it was HCI or HSVI services at the time. It's every step now. And she said, Hey, have you ever thought about volunteering with hospice? And I'm like, Oh, hell no. I said, I am petrified of death. I said, I, I can't do that. And something just kept on pulling on my heartstrings. And I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll give it a try. So I started out doing respite care. So I would go and sit, sit with patients um, while their loved ones went out and ran errands, um, maybe went to the grocery store, whatnot. And one of the patients needed a haircut. And I'm like, you know what, I can do this. And once that got out, it just, you know, snowballed from there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, as anything, you know, you become um, humans of action, like you guys are and Wendy and I are, and uh, started uh, Dream Catchers. Got a group of us together, girlfriends, we're sitting at uh, Francie's bar. I'm like, yeah, let's just do this got it put together within like two months. <laughs> That's awesome. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. So, um, you know, we will continue to keep our partnership. Um, but as with anything, there comes a time where um, I would love for someone else to continue with the legacy, but take it over. Um, so yeah, that's how Dreamcatchers awesome. got started and continues. I love that. Yeah. And then you had talked about different careers that you've had. And mm-hmm. I want to talk about the most recent one because I think it's a service that even us as a like fledgling LLC new business, um, can you talk a little bit about Intuit Design? Yeah. So at Intuit well, I Digital... We're talking about the stripper position. Oh. The what? So well, I, hold on. I actually get paid to put my clothes on. <laughs> Whatever. That's that's always been my joke. Are you, are you if I were If I were a stripper, I would show up naked and they'd pay me to put my clothes on. No, I'm not a stripper. Aww. No. Um, Working down at the lumber yard? Like, yeah. I'm, I work Home Depot on the weekends. I always say I work the dad hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we're at Intuit Digital. We're very passionate about startups, nonprofits. Did Solo Intuit Design. I meant Intuit Digital. Well, we do graphic design. design. Okay, perfect. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. I fucked up in a good way. <laughs> yep. So, so. You know, there's a lot of big marketing firms here, so we that's kind of our sweet spot. We really love to help the smaller guys. And um, so they, you know, they've been so great. They helped us with our landing page for our podcast, mm-hmm. do help us with yeah. graphic design. And so, yeah. They do all out. Trixie stuff, too. Trixie's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that, like, and I talked about this with uh, with Bossy. Um, Bossy is a... Uh, he runs Sensil Studios, which is uh, the first black-owned comic book mm. uh, studio in the state of Iowa. And he was talking about like, all right, so I have my LLC. 
and I have my license to do business in Iowa. What the hell do I do with it now? And I think yeah. that's kind of where we're at. It's like, well, we're technically an official business. So like, what the hell do we do with it now? And like, mm-hmm. um, so those are resources that, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely interested in because it's like, how do I monetize it? Like I can, I'm legal now, but like, how do I monetize it? What do I, where do we go from here? Like, <laughs> what's the next logical step for growth and all of that? So I really think whether it's podcasting or anything for small businesses, to me, it's all about collaboration. It's all about finding like people who have similar businesses Mm -hmm. that your podcast or your businesses and you collaborate and you work together and you kind of cross promote each other. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the the way to do it because word of mouth will always be king in marketing. Always. Always. And if a, if a person already trusts your podcast your product, mm-hmm. they're going to trust who you talk about. So really, that's how you monetize the podcast, right? So yeah. we're in talks with someone that has products that our listeners would like. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to promote them. So speaking of word of mouth, we the last recording session that we did, this episode will come out. Their episode will come out, not like tomorrow, but the next Sunday. It's it's the oh, guys yeah. from Too Many Words podcast. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, them? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So um and they were like, how do we, you know, how do we market? How do we grow our podcasts? And I was like, do your homies know that you have a podcast? Like, do your friends know you have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have this separate Instagram page, but do you ever, like, talk about it on your personal page? And I'm sure that Trevor gets sick of it. But, like, every time we put a social media post up mm-hmm. on Facebook, I am then immediately afterwards sharing it on my personal yes. page and tagging him and yep. him and Heather <laughs> and everyone that works in our little group. And I'm sure they get sick of it, but like, no, honestly, it's great too. Um, mm-hmm. because when he tags me, it just posts on my wall and I don't have to make any other posts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Occasionally I do. Um, but he takes a lot of the, uh, the effort out of it for me. So yeah. it's real easy for me. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Wendy and Jason do for me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm getting a new car and, Trisha just got a new car. I'm getting like a, those vinyl stickers made and I'm going to have our logo on it with a QR code that, and then on yeah. the back of the car. So that's where most people listen. So I figure mm-hmm. they'll see it. They'll wonder what it is and scan it. So I'm hoping yeah. that will help. QR codes were a lifesaver for us when we went to Des Moines Con because we had a, we had a QR code on our business card and we were also doing like a giveaway. So at cool. Des Moines Con, it was like, um, you can be entered into our giveaway if you show us that you liked. And a lot of people were just walking through and they're like, we don't know you. You're not selling any comic books or anything cool that we like. Yeah. So like, we're just going to walk on by. And I was like, guys, you can take this card and you, when you're sitting down for dinner or whatever, like you can scan it, then come back. It was perfect. So yep. speaking of too many words, um, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I will be 50 in October. Okay. And you. 47. Okay. Proud Not that much older we, than... I know, I know. She. So, well, Jason's 11 months older than me, and I'm constantly giving him shit about being so, an old man. Too many words messaged us, and they're like, hey, we like what you're doing, so we want to promote you. And you were at this Des Moines Podcasters meeting, and we're doing a whole episode on it. So we're going to talk about the podcast that we like, that we met from there. And I was like, awesome. So I tune in, because we're recording on Saturday, and their new episodes go up at noon on Saturdays. So I was like, while we're setting up our equipment for our podcast, we'll listen and see what they said about us. So they talk about us for a little bit, and then they talk about you guys. And um, Isaac... Isaac was the one, little, yeah. little stinker. He was like, yeah, so like 
your sassastic life, it's like these two ladies, and they're either in like their 40s or like 50s or like something. And I was like, dude, you can't like either ask or like don't assume. Especially with women, They'll I'm get really you. glad he and, didn't say seventy. And then he he did Could the same thing. Could have been the to... vaginal dryness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a dead giveaway right there. Has to be the name. Like, I mean, could it have been the vaginal dryness? Is the name of this episode? <laughs> I mean, no shit. We're not in our twenties. No, no, we're, we are proud Gen Xers. Yeah. Very fucking proud Gen Xers. But he said the same thing about us too. He's like, they're kind of like us, but like way older. And I was like. Yeah, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I see. And then, and then the best, the best part to come out of that is when we did actually talk to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, same thing. They came here. We recorded. We get done with it, and then uh, we we finish out the episode. Then we record our intro, yeah. uh, like we usually do. And you know, we do the intro. He's like, "I'm Austin Buckner. And I'm Trevor Holder," and he goes, "Wait." What was your last name? <laughs> I'm like, I was like, well, it's Holder. And he goes, I know your brother. We've met before. Oh, that's funny. Neither. We went, we spoke for over an hour. Yeah, like yeah. do an hour other. and a half before yeah. it was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Before <laughs> either of us was like, oh shit, we do know each other. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The nice thing about Isaac is, um, he, he told me he was 22 and then I made the joke that I was like, Oh my god, I'm old enough to be your dad, and he took that to heart. So he, <laughs> he was like, "I could be his grandma. I'm yeah, a 22 he, year old." He was like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "I'm 34." And he goes, "You told me you were old enough to be my dad." And I was like, "That wasn't meant to be taken seriously." Unless I was a very fertile 12 year old. <laughs> yeah, growing old is weird. I don't feel well. Some days I feel 80, like my joints and stuff. But I feel like I'm 30. I'm in my mind. I'm 32. <laughs> Totally. Right. Like sometimes I have to remember oh, that yeah. I'm like, holy shit. How, how did, I mean, it just blinks. Yeah. I've got a face that makes me look like I'm going to be 26 for the rest of my you life. Do. That's a good you thing. Do. That's you a do. good thing. Oh, I told, so I just bought, I've wanted a Jeep Wrangler for years and years and years. And I'm yep. like, you know what? Same. I'm fucking doing it. I work my ass off. I'm getting it. So I had picked it up like two weeks ago and I totally feel like I'm in my twenties when I have the roof off and I <laughs> white snake playing in the background yes. and my hair <laughs> flowing through Your the fucking white snake video. Did you like that? Instagram. <laughs> Did you? That was, uh, that was pretty funny. Did you get a personal license plate for it? Not yet. Oh, yeah. So, but you're going to. I am. Oh, I, cool. I used to have my license plates. Always used to say Trixie, mm-hmm. and now there's somebody else that has the fucking license plates that says Trixie. That so I can't get bitch. it. I know exactly. Yeah. We need to find her. We need to find her. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we've got, got I, quite the like podcast following now, and you do as well. If we combine yeah. our powers, we could find this. Hell yes! Like, oh, we could oh, easily, yeah. yes, easily. We but got, I need to. We got a tech guru. We could hunt her down oh, like yeah. today. Exactly. But I need to name the Jeep. I guess you're supposed to name the Jeep. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to help me come up with someone. I was thinking maybe Lucy. <laughs> what, what color? <laughs> what color is she? Black. Black. Yeah. Mm. Black, Black Betty. Black, Black Betty. Betty. I was, was, was going to say Betty. Black yeah. Betty is a. Great I was thinking. Black Widow. <laughs> Ooh. There you go. Yeah. And I could do B L K W What are they? D W. You get yeah. seven yes, letters, yes, I yes, think. Yeah. 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 I'm um, getting a Mini Cooper and her name is Lila. Mm-hmm. And so she's that- going to be wrapped in purple. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, purple. Yeah. Let's yeah. fucking talk. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> in a past life that ended 2 years ago, 
I sold Mini Coopers. You did? I worked oh, at Willis. No I way. I sold Mini Coopers. Yeah. My car was black. It's like the traditional black. And then I had like bright purple stripes all nice. over. And like the red S on yeah. the car. Yeah. Like, that was turned purple. Uh, purple is my favorite color. So Me if too. you wrap it in purple, yeah. So it. so to continue with the color scheme, um, uh, I when I got married, we had a marble themed wedding and everyone was nice. themed to like... Um, That's awesome. Like all, all the groomsmen were themed to different heroes with yeah. set colors. Um, and all the bridesmaids were set to like the infinity stone. So it mm-hmm. all worked out perfectly. Yep. Um, I had invited Austin, like he was a groomsman and he was supposed to be Black Panther. It may or may not have been with the idea that he's the only brown man in my <laughs> wedding party. So True. that's really the only logical one we could go with for yeah. purple. Um, and then he bailed and then, uh, Coincidentally enough, Corey took his place like two, I think two weeks before my wedding. Yeah. And, um, it's a long convoluted story. Of it why, it I, is. Why I didn't end up at that wedding. It, it, it is. Do you guys remember when I said I was a hoe? <laughs> it's, it's partly due yeah, to that. Well. <laughs> I hope you've been visiting the doctor, making sure everything's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're. <laughs> We're Gucci. <laughs> yeah, Did we're you say Gucci? Gucci. Oh. <laughs> 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 Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a proudly married monogamous man now. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny. <laughs> Listen, I messaged her. I apologized. We're all we're all good now. That's, That's good. one That's of my good. favorite things to do is just rag on him constantly. Like when he originally had Oh, funny, there's so many reasons to <laughs> yeah. rag on me. When he when it. he originally had ice cream Sunday before I was even a part of it. Yeah. He you know, he talked about that earlier and uh I may as well have been part of it. I was a guest on it for like one episode that spanned it into two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um That's but awesome. he he would specifically uh call me out on the podcast while I'd be listening to it at work because <laughs> I would listen to it at work and then um, I'd text him in and correct him on shit he got wrong <laughs> all the time and he finally had enough of it to where he and he called me out on it like, on podcast. I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, like Chris Pratt was not meant to be on Parks and Rec for like more than a few episodes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they just I've heard kept the same him. thing about Aaron Paul. Aaron yeah. Paul on Breaking Bad was not supposed to be. He was supposed to die off. And that like is true. Through the first season. Yes. Yep. That is true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our hour, so I want to ask you a question that they asked at the last Des Moines Podcasters meeting that you guys were not at. Um, what is your ultimate goal with your show? How big do you want it to get? Do you have like a, a particular guest in mind that you're like, I would, we would love to have them on and sit down with them. What's, what's the, where do you see this going? Actually, we talk about this in the episode that's coming out next week. Yep. Dolly Parton. Oh my God. Oh. That'd be fantastic. Dolly I would Parton. love to have Dolly Parton on. Yep. Yeah. Dolly Parton. We're Dolly gonna, Parton. For sure. If, if we, no, when we have her on the podcast, yes, when. we're yep. totally going to dress up like her. Totally. Oh, yeah. I mean, big old tits. Yep. I mean, we'll have our wigs on. I mean, we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. See, for if sure. Can, see if you can get away with playing a little bit of nine to five. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm working on a TikTok video of me in the shower coming out of nine to five. <laughs> I was, was going to say. Uh, 
something fun. Sure I'm, like, I'm like drinking whiskey.com <laughs> slash your sastastic life. Hey, you do what you got to. <laughs> Speaking of monetizing the podcast, you do what you got to. <laughs> Do what you have to. You do what you have to. We have big dreams. We do. We want to take ours on the road. That's what we want to do we want to as take, well. Yeah, yeah, we want to take ours we, on the Maybe we should just get a big tour bus. Yes. And we can all tour together. That's exactly why we uh, wanted to go out to Twin Cities. I mean, yeah. obviously, because we're a bunch of nerds and, and we love doing these things. But um, I think I think we just want to travel and still oh, be yeah. able to do as this? long as, as far as like business partners go mm-hmm. and i don't know if they're like a business partner technically but like when we went to des moines con um when you like the day before the night before you set up mm-hmm. right and no one none of the fans none of the nerds are there it's just the exhibitors and you show up and they ask you like uh who are you with do you know your booth number mm-hmm. how many exhibitor passes do you have and they don't know you, right? Mm-hmm. We show up, and yes, we're wearing our ice cream Sunday t-shirts, but yeah. at the same time, there's like hundreds of exhibitors. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't know us or remember us. We walk up, and immediately the lady like checking people in, she's like, "Ice cream Sunday podcast," and I was like, "Yes," and she's like, "I love your show. I love what you guys are doing yeah. on social media, like tagging us and all these like fun things." And I'm like, "Yeah." Yep. We are doing something right. So Heck they've yes. been they've been wonderful to work with and and to be invited slash invite ourselves to Twin Cities Con. Mm-hmm. Um it's just it's so much fun. And like to be able to do stuff like that and yeah. eventually like we have a live event. You have a live event in Des Moines yep. coming up in September. Like three days later, we have an event in yep. Creston, Iowa. Um That's right. eventually my goal would be to get all of our fan bases together for one big event. Heck and it would yes. be like at this time, yep. like kind of like a music festival, but yeah. for podcasts. And it's like mm-hmm. yep. at one o'clock, we're going to have yep. these guys do a live podcast and then, mm-hmm. you know, and have, make it like a whole day. That'd be and awesome. Food trucks and, and yep. ice cream trucks. Oh, heck that's yeah. A, that's the scoop. We, we got to yeah. have the scoop ice cream. So I would say one of the things too that obviously we want to do, but our biggest heart is promoting other people. So yeah. mm-hmm. with our event, you know, we have sponsors. We're excited to promote all these women-owned businesses that we know and love too. So that's what I love too is that we get to lift everybody up. Yep. While we're homies, while we're homies. doing it, right? That's, yeah, it's been our goal yeah. day yeah. one. Like we originally didn't have really any guests. I mean, I guess we did, but for a long time we didn't really have any any guests. And now it seems like every episode we have a guest on. Mm-hmm. And um, Isaac from Too Many Words asked us. He's like, "Why do you guys like? Why do you care about our show?" And I was like, "A." Like, obviously, you're very passionate about it. And B, it cost me fucking nothing yeah. to have you on. Exactly. Like, A, it gives us content. And B, like, mm-hmm. if I support you and, like, all of my friends come and support you and, like, hopefully one day you can quit your nine to five job that mm-hmm. you hate yep. and do this for a living. Wouldn't yep. that be cool? <laughs> and, like, yeah, again, yeah. it cost me nothing yeah. to to support, like my homies small businesses mm-hmm. whether it yeah. be like a massage therapist or mm-hmm. a comic book artist or a yep. podcaster like yeah. and that's how i lose nothing by being nice yeah and that's how we got into the uh the podcast group um uh we we met rob uh from alternate podcasts mm-hmm. a couple other podcasts as well but um we had met him there and they had no idea that they could get a booth there let alone uh the way to go about it however um after we talked to ming chen um 
he had expressed like how he wants to see that more often, just podcasters having yeah, the, their own section and everything. Yep. And, you know, we, we started putting it out there and, and we're still putting it out there in the world and, and hoping that like by next year that uh, Des Moines Con does something like that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, when we pitched that to uh, Ben, uh, who was heading up Des Moines Con, um, they love the idea and they, they want to work on that and try to make that a reality. So, yeah. you know, we, again, putting it out there, Yep. hopefully out there. by next year we have like a podcast alley or a podcast group where it's just nothing but all it. of us getting together. Mm-hmm. So that's Wendy and I next year, some of our goals is to go to some of the podcast conferences that yeah. um, she podcast is. It, what is that what it was? It's called she podcast. Yeah. She podcast. But there's another big, big one. Yeah. That's attached with it. Um, just again, to get to know other people. But when you're talking about, you know, just being kind, that's how we've big, have built Trixie's honestly is by collaboration. I mean, it truly, we've been around for 17 years. That is how we have built our businesses through collaboration and not competition. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, I, I have no place for that. I have no place, no space. None of it. I don't look at other podcasters as competition. I don't look at other marketers as competition. There's enough to go around. And I love that phrase, like a rising tide lifts all ships. Like, yeah, I have no fucking time for backbiting, gossiping bullshit. No. Like, everybody has a choice. Yeah. Women can be the worst sometimes at that. Yeah. They really can. <laughs> Every time I've had to renew, remove a knife from my back, it's been by another woman. I'm just going to put that out there because it's the truth. All right. There are some pretty petty little dudes, yeah. too. That, <laughs> yeah. That also suck. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, that's why you surround yourself with those that have that same mindset, you know, yep. lifting each other up, lifting each other up. And um, that's how we have not only been successful, you know, in business, but impersonal too and we have a very close-knit of family like you guys and friends mm-hmm. sure if people are interested in watching or listening your show or any of the other side projects that you guys are involved in, what's the best way to keep in contact with you guys or, or find you online? Mm-hmm. I uh, usually go on about two at the lumber yard. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I said father's hours. <laughs> The That's dad, how she bought the Jeep. The dad's hours. Hey, again. Dad's, so two in the afternoon. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Not two in the morning. <laughs> They're tired. They're sleeping. So that's what he meant by golfing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wendy. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, we're on YouTube. The best place to go is our website, yoursastasticlife.com, because we have everything, all the places to find us there. Social and, media. you know, got to go to the website. You can't fight. You don't have to fight algorithms when you go to a website. So. Exactly right. True. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anything that we didn't ask about? Any stories that you wanted to tell that we didn't get to today? Mm-mm. I, I hope we'll come so. back. Yes. It's oh, been yeah. so fun hanging Absolutely. out with you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Jason. Thank you guys yeah, so much. Definitely, Mister. Yes. Time. Oh yeah, yeah, we have to have Jason come with us. Yes. Sometime. Absolutely. Please yeah. do. We've got oh, pop figures at home. Oh yeah. He's a yeah. comic book nerd as oh, well. Yeah, you know, Dolly Parton has a pop figure now. I know. She does. Yeah, she has two of them. Is like the chest as big as the head? Yes. Awesome. It should be. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks.